0: Welcome Welcome to Record record Crimes. crimes. In each episode, we'll be getting into anything
1: from copyright legal battles, crimes committed by people in the music industry, and and everything everything in in between. between. People in the music industry? Doing illegal things? Really? Really? hello i wow (laughs) (laughs) i said are you ready i was but not for that (laughs) it's spooky that was
0: my casper impression
1: i thought you were going for like a soulful singer moment
0: no (laughs) i'm dead (laughs) no (laughs) that's that um no because it's halloween and I have well, a Halloween story Well, today. I mean, it's not Halloween, but... It's Halloween season, it's Hall- which is the same thing. Spooky season. It's spooky season. I'm very excited. I am
1: also excited.
0: You bought decorations.
1: I did. I went to Target, and I saw the Halloween decoration of the century. My name is... Lewis. <laughs> I literally stood in front of Lewis. If you don't know that what that is... Fucking button. Look it up. Look at the target. It you're missing Pumpkin, Lewis, and you're you'll missing see out
0: it. on like a very high level of dopamine that I'm you gonna, could be receiving. I'm
1: gonna try to do an impression. His number one saying and his best saying. He goes, "I am not a jack o' lantern. My name is Lewis.
0: Lewis. <laughs> I want to meet the guy that like did the voice for I that. I
1: literally said that to Gabe as I was listening to him speak. You know his face is gonna come up. It has to. It has to. I point. need to meet the man
0: i need to meet behind lewis, lewis. The lewis
1: he is like eight feet tall he's very large
0: oh the decoration I no thought were not the man <laughs> i don't
1: know who he is what? i was like is he slender man what the fuck no that'd be terrifying <laughs> eight feet tall no 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 but yeah anyway so like I had to be checked as soon as i saw that i was like can we decorate Let's go. Let's go.
0: You got, you bought colored lights, the orange. I bought
1: colored lights. I bought. And purple lights. Little spooky ghosts. I bought those little like, r- what are they? Like sticky. The window windows. G- yeah, that. And. Um, those are classics. I, my favorite of all, a Franken gnome.
0: I love that. Does it light up?
1: Yes, he does. Oh, I,
0: are you like, is it like a candle holder? Like, do you put a candle inside no, or it, like You just like
1: turn so... on the switch or whatever. Okay, that's fun. He's so cute. I love him. I need him. to go
0: get some lights. No, I think I want to like put lights in my.
1: They were window. really cheap at, tra- at oh, Target. Yeah, no, they were I like five it. bucks. Oh, that's I was perfect. like, okay, sure. Yeah. I saw them and
0: I like hesitated because I was like, I don't know where to put them. But they're orange lights and I would have those on year round anyway.
1: There's like a 75% chance that they won't work, but I will take those chances. I'll take the chances. That's. I, to All me, these that's lights are odds. Target
0: lights, so I have faith. I have faith in Target. It hasn't It's Good. disappointed me, but it hasn't disappointed me enough. Enough. My big Halloween purchase this week was going to Target, also, mm-hmm. and getting the green Snickers.
1: She showed me these Snickers, and on the inside, like the what is it, the fluff, the what is it's it? It's like
0: called? the nougat. I believe the
1: nougat. Yeah. Ugh.
0: That's usually like a white cream color.
1: It's literally it's green. bright green. It's
0: called ghoulish green. It's
1: haunting. And I bought
0: two bags and I will buy more. I
1: don't like it. Especially because they're
0: going to go on sale after I didn't like Halloween it. happens. And I'm like, dude, I'll take any and all Snickers. You yeah. hear that? You want to send me something fans that don't know my address? Send me Snickers.
1: One thing about Clarice is that she will never say no to a Snickers. Never. Like
0: I could be super sick. Just be like, I'm going to throw up. And someone be like... <sighs> Want to go to 7-Eleven and get a Snickers? And I'm, like, already out the door.
1: No, literally. Literally. i like, I was there five seconds ago. I feel like you'd choose a Snickers over, like, 99% of people in your life. Yeah, and I think I
0: have. That's why I don't have that many people. I think I've already done that. And
1: I'll keep it that way.
0: And that's how I... You know, everyone. I think everyone needs a Snickers. Everyone needs that one thing that helps them like justify the real relationships.
1: Okay, you're like, sure. would I
0: choose this
1: person over a Snickers
0: or a Snickers? And I think, I think that will be a good tell of how important they are. <laughs> That's like a priority that. scale for I, you.
1: Someone was sorry. This is like a little off topic, but that just reminded me. So I can't remember who it was. Someone in high school was telling me that their sibling, like. Anytime that their sibling, like, made a purchase, Mm -hmm. they would go, like, say, like, this, like, picture was, like, $7. Okay. And they'd go, that's seven $1 tacos. Like, is that worth it? Yes. I'm like, that's kind of fun. I want to think of things like that. That's a
0: good way of putting it. I like it. Or it's just, like, how many uses will I get out of it? And I'll try to do the math in my head.
1: Yeah. Girl math.
0: Girl math. That's how I also like to do things. I like it. So I, I, I got the Snickers and then I went right next door to Marshall's and I got myself a cute little skull jar to put them in.
1: Mm-hmm. So a it's little like candy jar. Little
0: candy jar because I I wanted, okay, originally I wanted a candy bowl. Sure. Because I'm in a neighborhood with like kids. And I, I know, know that. I'm kind
1: of jealous.
0: And I might have to pass out candy or I'd like to.
1: I want to pass out candy.
0: I don't like, I don't think they'll be in like my apartment courtyard. So, but I have a balcony and I was literally thinking Throwing. about. Like Throw putting it a like rope, a like a oh. rope down.
1: And oh, I wanted a cauldron.
0: Like a- <laughs> I wanted I wanted to put the candy in a cauldron and, and put just the rope like down. use
1: like a little like pulley. Pulley system. <laughs> and I wanted the
0: kids to like grab it Wait, and then I'll pull it back up. You'd be the pop in place. Yeah, I would literally, I have lights on my balcony. Mm-hmm. We can get the other colored lights. I would literally Wait, sit out there. You. I would sit out there and just like watch all the, because I love watching the kids and their costumes are so I happy. That's
1: it's very cute. And
0: I live next to a really nice area.
1: Well, you live in like a lot a little of neighborhood. neighborhood.
0: Yeah. So here here's my formal invitation to you, because Janelle also my sister is born on Halloween. Yes. So it's a big thing every year. But on like the actual day of Halloween, we're thinking about just like taking a walk through some of the houses and seeing the decorations.
1: Oh, yeah. Totally down. If
0: you want to be down for that and we can go at night and I bet people will be out trick-or-treating i just love the cute like everyone's going around all the families are out all the kids are
1: so freaking happy i like halloween i think it's like has all the fun like festiveness of like christmas or like Mm -hmm. the general like December holiday season but you don't have to like think about gifts or like spending Mm -hmm. that much time with like your family or whatever like it's literally just like joy childlike joy real child Mm -hmm. joy it's very sweet and fun
0: it's sweet and fun and you know what I like thought about the other day what is that Christmas is very like you give gifts to like those close to you yeah most of the time like, there's something really cute about Halloween because, like, you go around to these neighborhoods where you literally don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. And everyone still, like, gives you a little something. I know. It is very sweet. It connects more people than Christmas does, I think,
1: in a way. I would like to agree with that. Especially with kids. It, like I'm all about the community, like, yeah. mindset. And I think, like, things like that is just, like, like little, very... There you
0: go. Yeah. You know, it's, like, cute to, like, go up to, like, strangers that you, like, you know,
1: just be shown that candy? kindness.
0: Yeah. and it's just, very sweet. Like, that's, like, the innocent side of it. <laughs>
1: One of the <laughs> the older brother of the little girl I knew yeah. was like, "Are you gonna go trick or treating with us?" And I said, "I don't know. Am I invited?" And <gasps> oh my he god! Was if you like, are, you have. He to goes, go. "Duh, <gasps> duh." And I don't know like, if I'm actually invited, but I like need to go. You
0: know, what you should you should bring it up being like, "Hey, what are you guys doing for Halloween?"
1: No, they, like, respect my time. Um Aww. <laughs> So they they would not, like... <laughs> They would not call upon you. No, like, they're just like, you know, we ha- we know you have your own life and stuff like that. Aww. So, like, I feel like that wouldn't be something that they would, like, ask of me. I feel so like that's, cute, that'd be something, like, I would have to, like, bring up to them. Yeah. But, like, I feel like I'd probably... You could segue. You'd be
0: like, what do you guys have planned for Halloween? Are you I guys going like out I, trick-or-treating I, like, day of?
1: I, think I need to because... Do it. Oh, my God. That'd be so cute. So cute. And they you live in, to. like the cutest neighborhood like all yeah. the decorations are all up and i yeah. know i know i love this it. neighborhood gives out full ass candy bars oh, i can feel for it for sure i can feel it in my bones for sure i feel like that's pretty i just sick. like miss a neighborhood vibe i, I like do. love living in a big city but mm-hmm. like i miss like being able to just like run to someone else's like door right yeah. next to me or down the street and being neighbors. like hey bestie neighbors
0: that you liked and yeah. talked to and like Literally, like, talk over the fence.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's Did you right. just hear my stomach? No, because of the sirens. They're coming to get you. They heard. They heard. They heard me.
0: So, today was a day at work. I won't get into it too much. I already, like, went on a rant with you about my biggest pet peeves. She
1: got put in timeout. I
0: got a little timeout today because I snapped. Um, <laughs> but it was... Long story short, my number one pet peeve now, guys, is that if someone is saying, "Hi, hello," or no, like, here, "How we'll are you?" We'll just do it. We'll just do it. Okay. Do you want to be? I'll be the pet peeve person. Do you want to like, be the pet? Or actually, I'll be the pet peeve. Okay. Can you just just give I'll me like you. a, um, hey, how's it going? Don't Whoa. you don't need to
1: give me lines? No,
0: that it. is the, that is the line because this is okay. like
1: timing. We'll just act okay. this out for you. Okay.
0: Ready? Uh, action.
1: Hi, my name is Clarice. How's it
0: going? Yeah. Can I get a matcha? That was fast for me, too. I'm usually like, I'm usually like, hey, how's it going? This person cut me off. As soon as I said go in are like, yeah. Should we take to it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do it.
1: I need to get in the mindset of Clarice. Snickers, Halloween, (laughs) tattoos. (laughs) Fucking incredible. (laughs) My aura. Yeah, literally. You're glowing. Okay. Hi, how are you? Yeah. Can I get a matcha?
0: And I have like and, one AirPod in and scene. <laughs> so um this was like towards the end of the day that this person did this, this specific instant. All the way up all throughout the day today, I just got like very hyper aware of like how many people to like a greeting will just come up and just be like yeah. They'll or be like yes. Or sure. they'll just
1: like completely ignore you as And a just human go straight to what they go, want. Yes. And
0: they always go, I want. Yeah. It's not even like, can I have? They're always like, I want a water, I want a matcha.
1: It's like, what if I I'm say like, no, whoa. bitch? Like, I'll say no. Say I don't hello care. back. Like, let's what's what's happening? So this person again, can we just like be nicer to Thank each other? You. Thoughts? Thoughts?
0: No. no, apparently not. So this person said that, and I thought I was using my inside brain voice, but in fact had used my <laughs> outside mouth voice. Like, cause I continued what I was saying. Yeah. So as they said yeah, I finished my going, going and then I immediately went into. Did I ask a yes or no question?
1: And (gasps) Clarissa's like, Clarissa's serious face (gasps) is so scary. It's like like sarcastic, scary
0: stare. And And that's what I did. And they were, it was like more than one people that came up at the same time. And it was like a group of friends that I don't know if they were like, they didn't order together, but they all came up and crowded together. Mm -hmm. And so everyone got real fucking quiet, real quick. It's just like, and didn't, they didn't even apologize. They just were like, um, okay uh can i have that much and i was like oh my god and so i would have been like no yeah you may not so i just got you know asked to not be on Reg anymore which is it is what it is
1: for the day not forever right for the day
0: okay (laughs) thank god um no because when i am nice i do bring in the tips but again people so that's like my biggest pet peeve now is just like the yes to like a like the yes no sure, or like when you're like, "Hey, how's it going?" They're like, "Good." Or sorry, not that makes they're like sense. good. <laughs> yeah, you like, know when they make up. sense. <laughs> um, when you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like something with like, "Hey," like, <laughs> like I don't even Hello? know what to say. But like, like when they say "good" to so like when you're like, "Hi," and they're like, "Good." Oh yeah, and I'm like,
1: you're like, "Okay, good, anyways. okay." I feel like people just have like this like they're not really listening to what you're no, saying. No, they're, they're not. They're like, let's get on with they're it. They're like,
0: they have their order in their head. Some people have like social anxiety where they're yeah. like, I can't hold a conversation, but I just like need to get out like what I need to order.
1: Yes. I can usually tell that's that and I'm fine. pretty empathetic
0: because you get that's a whole vibe. People that just come in like guns a It's
1: yeah, they're yo, coming in. You hot. need to
0: treat people better.
1: Yeah. I know you come in here every day and that's the same thing every day. What if I took that from? I just honestly feel like it's, like, that's, like, the litmus test to, like, if you've ever worked in any sort of, like, customer service type of job Mm -hmm. or not. Like, Mm -hmm. the people that are literally, like, I do not see you as a human being, so therefore I will not converse with you outside of what I want from you. Yeah. That's literally, like... Not to, like, overcomplicate a very simple interaction, but that's, like, honestly, just, like, after being treated like that all day, that's, like, the only way you can take it, like, or internalize it. Because it's just, like, guys, seriously, like, you need to be nicer to people who are literally giving you service, like, anything. Because, one, they're going to be talking shit about you Mm -hmm. no matter where you go. No matter where you go. If you're rude to someone Mm -hmm. in customer service, they will be talking mad fucking shit about you. Just you as a person. You would cry if you heard. But yeah, you also, would. like, ruin people your life. might fuck up your shit. I always get so On confused purpose. when people are, like, rude to people who will give them, like, who are, like, serving them, like, food or drink items. Because I'm like, you don't know what they did to that. Fu- like, True. obviously, n- people don't really do that. That's, like, yeah. a, a no, no, no. But mm-hmm. you never know. Literally. You never know. Why don't you day, just act like someone's going to spit in your food if you're a shitty person? I think everyone would be a little nicer to everyone if that threat was alive and real literally i'm just like thinking <laughs> about like medieval
0: times when yes. like people like put rat poison and shit people literally killed yes. people so much through food and drink like well it's also why like, aren't we scared well, about it's like that?
1: i'm gonna give you the burnt fries now fuck you yeah You're i'm not to gonna me. do that is no one scared no like one, of no everyone literally no I used to, when I was a waitress, like, when people would hit me with the, like, I'd walk up and be like, hey, guys, how's it going? They'd just be like, water, or, like, this, or th- exactly. they'd, like, do that right away. Mm-hmm. I... Oh, my God, my stomach. I heard that. Sorry. I heard that one that time. <laughs> um, I would just go, oh, okay, like, and make them feel really awkward about yeah, it. Yeah, good. Like... Good. That was sorry. all I needed to do. Yeah, so that was... um
0: That was work today, but... That's real. Also at work, and I'm trademarking this now, Um, so... I have this podcast as proof for when I have a lawsuit in (laughs) the future. I came up with one of my best like titles ever. If I were to have titles, titles. Yes. So I guess like a name, but like picture this, like, you know, that soup famous soup restaurant from like Seinfeld. Yeah. That whole thing. Yes. So you have like a soup restaurant. Okay. Right. Yeah. I would name my soup restaurant. No, The brothel. (laughs) (laughs) And and all the names of the soup would be like a play on words. So like chicken nude old soup. Goodbye. You. Stop. That's the greatest thing and you know it. So I am trademarking the brothel. I went really
1: like wholesome with it. I was just like super. Super.
0: No. (laughs) I was like that is a great name for a soup shop.
1: I agree. The brothel.
0: And it could be so fun, yeah. Modern, okay, I hate like that it. shit. So, um, another pathway for me to explore in my add my, it to the add it to the, the, the list of things the, Clarice wants to do before she dies. The, I'm trying to be that dosekis guy. The Dosaki's guy is actually me.
1: Okay, yeah, sure.
0: The most interesting woman in the world.
1: Well, the only thing interesting going on with me is I've been watching an, an insane amount of Jersey Shore and prepping for Halloween. Yeah, and I've also been. I started playing Stardew Valley again.
0: So. <gasps> oh, that is a wormhole.
1: I actually got Gabe to just play with me. So we have a farm together. Aww. He likes it.
0: Oh, and it I, is fun. It is very He hasn't wanted um, to play
1: with me for so long. Cause he's into like the actiony like games or like the story. Like it's not a cozy game. He doesn't like a cozy game. Like yours has a
0: storyline, but it's not like it's a
1: cozy game. You can you're do not whatever. shooting
0: and you're not going on a quest.
1: Well, there's quests.
0: You're like gathering corn.
1: No, there's quests. Okay, fair. You can fight and shit. True. But R- it's cozy.
0: U. Yeah, true. I like the old man in that game.
1: George. George. Yeah. Classic. He's a misunderstood man. But I love him. Yeah, I'm really, I miss her, so I got back into it. That's how you know I'm going through it. The, We're going through it. The days are getting shorter. They are. It. We got a weird heat wave,
0: so My, I'm glad that that is kind of going away slowly. I don't think it is. I think, like, like, it's not 95, it's, like, 83. Ooh. So that's still hot, but it's getting colder. It's getting so. a little
1: chilly out. <laughs> we had a good,
0: there was a good few days where it was cold. I know, it was and so And it nice. felt normal, felt like a season.
1: Yes. I need the
0: change of seasons, and I think that's why I feel crazy down here in L.A. is because we don't get seasons, and you can't tell the passage of time. It just you know happens. How
1: people have those, like, um, like, sun lamps. Yes. I'm thinking about getting one, actually. I don't think they help, but, like... You should just take vitamin D. It's like 10 times better. Yeah. I, what if there's like a seasonal light? When it's oh. winter, it's just all like weird and gray. And then like when it's spring, it's like When it's winter it actually it's shuts off. Like, la, la, la.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> it just turns off.
1: <laughs> no light. <laughs> when it's summer, it just like broils you. <laughs> like you're in a toaster oven. <laughs> the what blistering are we sun.
0: About? <laughs> all uh, right. Well, we have well, listen. I thought it'd be a fun idea to try to get some like spooky stories yeah. for these next two episodes to fill out our spooky month. Mm-hmm. And I was very excited to find this story. I forget what we were talking about, but it had something to do with like a haunted house or whatever. But then we also know that I lived in a haunted apartment building where someone died. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, that was. I terrifying. don't know. I think I that told was, this story. That was here. literally like. Th- second or third episode of that we talked about yeah that, right yeah wait actually I think I even briefly about I think I briefly pod?
0: mentioned it yeah um if not a slight, re- <laughs> slight recap um there was someone that was dead in my apartment and had been decomposing for two years they lived on the ground floor and people with hazmat suits in the corner they all had to come in and it was very sad but I know what death smells like because every time that this person opened their door I could smell it from the fourth floor. Yeah, there was someone living
1: in that unit. Yeah, so it in, was in that unit.
0: it was a son and his mother, and the mother was dead. It was literally quote unquote psycho, the more I think about it. Yeah. It's Norman Bates and his yeah. dead mother. Except yeah. it's not in a hotel. Like I need more information on yeah, this man. It's so spooky you know? that correlation. It's like just crazy. Um, but yeah, so he lived there for two years with his decomposing mother. But so I was able to find a haunted house. But even better, a haunted apartment.
1: Oh. Kind of thing.
0: Okay. And I'll say like haunted in quotes because people believe that it's haunted, but it's just kind of like spooky with like a lot of weird, unfortunate, tragic coincidences that happened that I'm going to, like, talk about. Okay. But it deals with music, which is why I get to talk
1: about Here it. we are.
0: Okay. So the American singer-songwriter Harry Nilsson, who was known in the late 60s and 70s, he wasn't super well-known to the public as he, like, had, like, a desire to avoid talk shows and, like, TV personnel and, like, kind of, like, the limelight. But after his first release of his... Pandemonium Shadow Show in 1967. He had an endless list of like A-list celebrities and other musicians, um, namely the Beatles, who became like best friends with him, and they all considered him to be their favorite artist. He was super like, I don't care about fame, Hmm. you know. He's like, I'm real, I'm down to earth. He's very like American grit, Ah. but the Beatles loved him. But the story itself does not really like concern him but it's about his London apartment okay and everything that happened in his London apartment when he was away oh so not even living in it and it's flat number 12 on 9 Curzon place which was a Mayfair apartment bought by Nelson situated on the top floor of a big beautiful 18th century building the interior was incredibly stylish and modern for the time and it got a full makeover courtesy of Ringo Starr's design company. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, so
0: Beatles fan. So Ringo and Robin was the name of the company. They went into exquisite detail in order to please Harry and disturbingly went to the extent of etching a hangman's noose onto the bathroom mirror. But this is disturbing. Given the fact that the bedroom next door would be the place where both Cass Elliott and Keith Moon would later pass away. What? Yes. What? So let's talk about Harry for a second. Wait, shut up. Okay. I'm in. Nelson was originally born in Brooklyn, New York in 1941. He and his mother and his half-sister would relocate to Southern California multiple times during their childhood because his father like abandoned him or wasn't really a part of the picture, but they would go back and forth a bunch. Okay. Eventually they settled in LA where he would drop out of high school and he took a job at the Paramount Theater where he would eventually work his way up to assistant manager until it closed in 1960, the Paramount was the fourth largest theater in the world and featured live rock and roll shows, like a mm. lot. During his Paramount years, Nilsen was able to learn piano and chords from the musicians who performed there, and Sue so became a skilled pianist himself. So that's how he learned. He learned from the best, which is kind of crazy. That's fun. Yeah. So after the Paramount closed, Nelson started writing songs and singing demos while working in the computer department of a bank. Mm hustle in 1967 he landed a recording contract with rca victor soon after they released the pandemonium shadow show that i talked about earlier which would be the first of more than a dozen albums wow. he would record with rca victor so early in his recording career harry's music was discovered by the beatles mm-hmm. who were then at their peak right yeah. yeah and they became as big as fans it has since become etched in rock and roll history now but at a huge press conference in New York City to announce the launch of Apple Records, John Lennon announced to the world that Nilsson was his favorite group. Oh. Yeah. So John Lennon was like, this is my favorite artist. This guy. Damn. That no one's ever heard of before. So other artists also recognized his songwriting talents and his songs were and still are recorded by many top performers, including Joe Cocker, Neil Diamond, Diana Ross, Barbara Streisand, Ella Fitzgerald, Johnny Mathis, Glenn Campbell, Brian Wilson, many others. Big. Yeah. yeah. So he's also songwriter central. And his voice and songs have also been featured in many films over the years, including Midnight Cowboy, Forrest Gump. Practical Magic, Casino, All That Jazz, Contact, The Ice Storm, Goodfellas, Skidoo, The Craft, Reservoir Dogs, A Good Year, Crank, Bottle Shock, Confessions of a Shopaholic, Popeye, and so many others. But those are like the fun ones.
1: Just a few. That's just a few. A, just a one or two, you know.
0: Yeah. And then it's quoted from his website. It says that as both a singer and songwriter, Nelson is somewhat of an enigma. His songs embrace such a wide variety of themes and musical styles that there is no way to easily categorize them. And though his voice is known worldwide, he never toured and is rarely performed in public, having preferred to work almost exclusively in the studio. That's a dream. So yeah, so he's very like low key himself. But I mean, the Beatles are fucking all over
1: him. Yeah. Okay.
0: So the period of time that I'm going to talk about with all these things going down, is, like, right in the beginning of his career in the early 1970s, because he was discovered in 67, when he took off and became Best Buds with the Beatles and the London music scene by Correlation. Mm-hmm. And he ended up getting an apartment there, like I said, with interior design free of charge by Ringo Starr. That's so crazy. Yeah, so let's describe this haunted apartment. I'm going to, like, paint a picture please, for you. Please, do. Um, I wish there were, like, more pictures of this, like, apartment. When he owned it, like from the inside, and I bet you could like really find them. But I'm like, I want this the to way, be my apartment. The way it's even described. Yeah, it's just like so like groovy and like I love that style of interior design. Anyway, okay. Okay. Before becoming apartments in the apartment building, the building dates back to before the second world war. And after World War II, it was gutted and turned into apartments. But is this like 18th century? Beautiful building. So his apartment, flat 12 on 9 Curzon Place, was where many of the, quote, total blowouts parties would take place. Quote, it was different from the rest of the apartments in the building in that it was one above the bay window extension and had balconies on both sides of the building from one one. It was possible to see the Palace of Westminster while the other offered a particularly good view of the bunny girls coming and going to work at the nearby London Playboy Club. So it's in a happening part. Like you get classic London, you mm-hmm. get nighttime London. And it was yeah. on a corner, literally, and his balcony stretched all across, which
1: we know and is a like. And a bay window. And a bay window. The best kind. I it's need like, it. What? So,
0: when Nelson first found the place in 1972, it looked old-fashioned, and he was very eager for it to be completely redesigned. Like, he wanted a luxury apartment, obviously. Um, so, he decided to take on Ringo, who the previous year had set up a design partnership with the sculptor and furniture maker Robin Kruschenek. Kruschenek, I believe. And they called this r r which stood for Ringo or Robin, like I said. Okay. So, one of Ringo's earliest ideas was the Rolls-Royce Grill Table no which is fun and a chrome plated antique telephone that became the logo for ringo's record company ringo records so one of uh our r o r's early (laughs) clients that was so hard for me to say was the soho porn baron hall raymond Um, sorry what was that title again he was the soho porn baron so like he King, was the guy King to, of porn to go in Soho, to. Okay. Who, not known for his discerning or sophisticated taste, <laughs> um, was asked to design a patio for his apartment at the Fritz Harging House, which was a 60s building on the corner of Baker Street in Portman Square. So they literally designed a porno house. And so Hollywood. Okay. Anyway, I was like, okay, Ringo. All right, Ringo. Yeah, so they're designing for some people. But Nelson says, quote, Robin made this great, amazing pad. It was all glass and chrome and felt and velvet. And the price had doubled from the quote, like when they first got it. And then Mr. R. Starkey picked up the difference, or most of it. The first day I entered the flat, it was completely finished. I had just come from America, and I was shocked. I didn't know what to think. And then I thought for a second and I loved it as a little gift. Ringo and Robin had made these special mirrors for the two sinked bathroom. They were done in etched glass. One was a picture of an oak tree, and the other, there was etched a hangman's noose.
1: Okay. So, an oak
0: tree and a hangman's noose, that's, like, very Halloween, very spooky.
1: Very Halloween, very spooky, but also, like, in your bathroom mirror, like, yeah. that's where you want that. Yeah, and they're,
0: like, as a little gift. They, like, he didn't have any say in any of this they're design. They're, like,
1: ta-da. They're, like, art. Have fun taking a shower and trying yeah, to wipe what? off
0: the steam on your shower. On your
1: noose. Mirror mirror yeah creepy
0: um so yeah so this apartment very fashion forward and modern and with nelson's best beetle buddy designing it custom completely and with the views of like the london music scene in the 1970s this was like the place to be obviously and people were there when he was there and people were there
1: when he was not there. Like, it was always being used or asked to be used. When you said, like, all chrome, I was just thinking of, like, that Spongebob episode. Yeah, literally, sorry, yeah that's literally, like, the only thing that I had future. in my mind. Like, sorry. I just, like, it, it,
0: when I, like, saw some, like, pictures of, like, these, like, fun tables and stuff that they had, I was, like, yeah, at the time, I'd be, like, what the fuck is this? I kind of, like, remember, like, whenever I see, like, some people's, like, very modern chairs where I'm, like, how is that comfortable to sit on?
1: but in like yeah. 20 years
0: I will want that chair
1: but like also in all like chromed out place the finger smudges the
0: finger smudges how and do the you, glass how everywhere do you clean that you don't how do you clean that you don't and especially at a party it'll just like dirty, know what everything is touched everyone has touched dusty, everything
1: dirty fingerprinty yucky <sighs> And also
0: when I think of like chrome and glass, I think of like museum and it makes me feel very like sterile
1: and very cold. I think we made a comment a few episodes ago where we were just like, why? Like mm-hmm. that doesn't look comfy. No. You know, this rich person home does not look cozy at no, all. No, it's
0: not. It's just very big it and It looks cold. like a
1: big museum. Yeah. Um, but there was felt and
0: velvet. So they had some like class to it. I imagine it to be very like suave.
1: It kind of is giving like bachelor pad. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what he was for sure. But like eccentric.
0: Yeah, with like expensive shit. All right. So
1: let's talk about Cass
0: Elliot. Cass Elliot, who's formerly known as Mama Cass of the Mamas and the Papas, which is the band, would be a guest staying at the apartment in 1974 while performing in London solo six years after dissolving the band. So she's on her own now. She was celebrating the start of a two-week engagement at the London Palladium, which would begin on July 15th of 1974. The main headliners on the bill of the summer season that year, other than Cass Elliot, included Frankie Vaughn, Vic Damon, Debbie Reynolds, Ken Dodd, and Larry Grayson. Louis Benjamin, presenter of the Royal Variety Performances and managing director of the London Palladium, said, quote, There are few stars... Who can fill the theater for weeks on end? We cannot compete with Las Vegas or some of the northern clubs. A season at the London Palladium, though, is still a stamp of prestige. So it's like a very big deal that she sold out this place. Yeah, for two weeks, two whole weeks, and like
1: that—that doesn't happen. Yeah, and she was doing this solo, like big deal. Like this is who we're talking about here. I'm sorry to side note. Yes, I sang a. Mama's and the Papa song for my Berkeley audition. (gasps) You did? (laughs) Which one? I sang their version of Dream a Little Dream of Me. Mm. Yeah. Because I like that one.
0: Guys, it's so good. You have to listen. I like hadn't listened to any of their songs for like a very long time Mm -hmm. pre me doing this. And then I've kind of been like listening to them on my
1: car rides. Also, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. She, her, like, children are they Wilson Phillips you know that girl band
0: oh I don't know I think yeah
1: I don't know anything I don't know family ties I don't know why that's connecting in my brain but I think we'll she has like a check f- like famous musician children I believe it and I want to say it's Wilson Phillips okay the group that taught me how to harmonize <laughs> amazing sorry we'll check that because
0: now I'm interested okay. I did not know that so after her final performance of the two weeks, her final performance had seven encores.
1: Like, that's so iconic. Exhausting. Just do another show.
0: Yes. So, seven encores. And then she went on a 48-hour celebratory party tour. Bender. Around multiple celebrity parties and homes in the city. She went to Mick Jagger's birthday party, where Mick Jagger and Bianca Jagger were hosting. She went there without sleep. Like, straight to... Yeah. She went to what the newspapers were still calling in 1974 a breakfast lunch, a brunch. A <laughs> breakfast lunch. They're like breakfast lunch. It's like in the newspaper. Love it. Um, So she went for a brunch right after No Sleep for her friend singer Georgia Brown. And then she went straight to a cocktail party right after that, given by the American journalist Jack Martin, where Alan Bates, David Hemmings, and Rachel Roberts... We're in attendance. Okay. And she left this party at 8 p.m. saying that she was tired. So she went back home to the apartment. So she's going to all these places, like, without sleep.
1: And then she was like, I'm going to just crash After two weeks of
0: shows. This
1: chrome pad. Yes. Okay.
0: So all those shows, no sleep. Straight to all these parties for 48, two days later, no sleep. Finally gets to go back to, like. A bed. A bed to sleep. Um, and as soon as Cass Elliott got back to all the chrome, glass, and velvet at Carazon Place after the Jack Martins party, she called her former Mamas and Papas band member, Michelle Phillips, who later recounted, quote, she had a little champagne and was crying. Mm. She felt she had finally made the transition from Mama Cass which I'll get into Aww. on the 29th of July, 1974 Cass Elliot was found dead in the bedroom at the Mayfair flat. So the next morning Cass's secretary, Dot McLeod and Joe Creel, a 25 year old singer who had appeared with Cass in one of the Palladium shows. They had both come round to the apartment. Dot had been there all day, but she deliberately tried to not disturb the singer in her bedroom because she knew she often like slept in very late Mm -hmm. and she also like knew that she had been out doing all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it was about seven in the evening that day where she decided to open the door to the bedroom, which happened to be the master bedroom of the house, AKA Nilsson's own bedroom when he would stay there. Oh my gosh. Master bedroom. Um, and she found the singer dead. Um, She literally had no idea that Cass was in the other room dead from the moment she walked into the apartment. because she just thought she was sleeping in late yes it was widely reported that she had died from choking on a ham sandwich that's not correct yeah the first doctor that attended the scene apparently saw a ham sandwich lying next to her body and then just made a pretty unprofessional leap to assuming the sandwich was the reason for her death and just like preface to things i'll get in later she was like known for being overweight I was going to say that's just like fat phobic. Fat phobic central, especially yeah. for being such a star. Yeah. They always had to mention her
1: weight. I mean, that hasn't gone away.
0: Nope, nope. But so that's what they're like, oh, ham sandwich in yeah. the bed. She died from a ham sandwich because fat phobic. So they made that leap. And then they like press release that. Yeah, of course they did. Literally the sandwich wasn't even in her mouth. It was just near her. So again, they jumped to conclusions. Yeah. However... An autopsy would later conclude that she died from heart failure, mm-hmm. a heart weakened by all the extreme and shocking crash diets she would induce herself to over yeah. the years. Yeah. So for most of her life in the spotlight, her weight would be a central role and factor that always accompanied her like a shadow Yeah. whenever she did anything. The press always mentioned her weight. Like the observer said, quote, although she is a large lady, Miss Elliot does the thin girls act. Capering about, like, two Ginger Rogers welded together.
1: So annoying. It's so gross. And I think, like, a more modern example of, like, that level of, like, fat phobia to someone that talented would be, like, Adele. Yes. Like, especially in her earlier years. Mm-hmm. Like, she was in her early 20s performing. Literally. And, like, people would be, like, well, not only is she fat, she's also talented. Yeah. And it's, like... What? Guys... Can we not be doing this, please? Like, hello. What are we doing here? Like, for her
0: pre-her London show, the Daily Express would say, Mama Cass Elliot is considerably lighter than when she was last in Britain. By 80 pounds, to be exact, and now weighing at 141 and a half stone. She sang the mamas and the papas favorites, Monday Monday and California Dreaming, but got a little breathless during the song and dance routines. Like who
1: the fuck like, cares? Guys, bro, you do it then. You Literally. do it then, bitch. I'm sorry to interrupt again, no, but fine. it's like definitely the other member that you were talking about, their daughters, Michelle are Wilson Phillips. Gotcha. That, sorry. that makes sense. That's why I made that connection. But it's connected. You're right. Yeah,
0: but. Again, she's in London six years after the breakup in the Mamas and Papas, but she was still fending off her golden era name, Mama Cass. Mm-hmm. Like, they all just, like, associated her with, like, that persona and everything that came with it.
1: Yeah, it's just, like, so stereotypical where mm-hmm. you're, like, where you're, like, and she's just a mama because she's, like, larger. It's, like, guys. Yeah. Please. Get over it.
0: It's so stupid. Get a grip.
1: Yes. And so,
0: quote, she said, I never created the big mama image. The public does it for you. But I've always been different. I've been fat since I was seven. Being fat sets you apart. But luckily, I was bright with it. I had an IQ of 165. I got into the habit of being independent. And the habit became a design for living. And her last album, released in 1973, was titled Don't Call Me Mama Anymore. And then she died that next year. And she was thirty-two when she died.
1: Like a very like young. literally calling uh basically like peak of her career a twenty something year old mama. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because,
0: oh my god. Yeah, she was thirty-two six years after the Mamas and the Papas <sighs> dissolved. So yeah. she's be calling she literally was been like called Mama Cass at age twenty five.
1: Yeah, like it's like no. That pissed me the fuck That off. pisses me
0: off and it's upsetting. Wow. But she went out with a bang, the best Headliner of her life. Yeah. And the bender. It's so sad
1: that she like really felt like that was like the turning point in her career, like getting mm-hmm. into her, like what she really wanted to represent herself as. Exactly. That's really sad. All right, let's talk about Keith Moon. Okay. Okay. So
0: Keith Moon was the drummer for The Who and was known as one of the most extravagant and eccentric people in rock music. He had a reputation for being a hell-raising, daredevil comedian, always living in the moment, every moment. Mm -hmm. So he and Harry Nilsson became friends in the first place because of their mutual love of alcohol. They had originally met on the set of a film produced by Ringo Starr called Son of Dracula that was to star Nilsson. Yeah. So more Halloween stuff for you. (laughs) Just packing it in. Yeah. So Nilsson had told Ringo got this movie set that he expected no fee for appearing in the movie but Ringo paid him to have cosmetic dentistry to straighten his crooked front teeth oh which also apparently was one of the reasons why he was very shy and didn't want to appear live anywhere because he was self-conscious of his teeth
1: oh
0: Ringo's like no you're gonna be son of Dracula don't no. try don't try don't <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. No, he's like, you're gonna be son of Dracula. we got to straighten those to you,
1: and then sharpen. them. And then he did.
0: Yeah, literally, turn him into fangs. We're gonna straighten them, give you some. I fangs. thought I literally Hollywood thought baby. where
1: you were going with that was like he paid to get cosmetic, like dentistry, like to get like and vampire teeth. Dentist straight. No, no, I thought he was a like, vampire Wouldn't teeth. Wouldn't that be kind of fun though? No, That's people do do that. People
0: file their teeth down to be all sharp. Ow, that just like sounds I you have to do that. My when teeth you get are sensitive veneers. from Yeah. My teeth get sensitive from ice cream. I can't imagine filing that.
1: No, actually just thinking anyway, about it like ah, not. No, me look, no, no. Switching subjects. My teeth are
0: So they met on set and they start drinking. They're like, I love drinking. I love partying. Woo, let's have a fun time. We yeah. both love the Beatles, friends, yeah. forever. Okay. Friends forever. All right. So fast forward to 1978. Moon was going to be in London for a preview of the film The Buddy Holly Story as a guest of Paul McCartney. So Nelson was wary of lending the apartment to Moon due to the event that happened four years earlier with Cass when he was not in town. And Moon was going to be in town when Nelson wasn't, so he was gonna to have to like use his apartment by himself. Yeah. However, Pete Townsend, who was the guitarist for The Who, persuaded Nelson, saying, Lightning does not strike twice in the same place. Why would you say that out loud? So Nelson let Moon stay there without him. And on September 7th, when he was in London, um 1978, Keith and his girlfriend, Annette Walter Lax, had been to the party held by Paul McCartney at the trendy chrome and neon lit cocktail bar restaurant called the Peppermint Park on Saint Martin's Lane. It's kind of a big deal. Okay, I looked at it.
1: Like notorious? Yeah, or not notorious. Iconic. Um,
0: yeah, it's on, and it's uh, Saint Martin's Lane on Comic Garden, so it's like a fun little area. Okay. Historical, by many accounts, Keith was unusually quiet and sober and shared a booth with the McCartneys, David Frost, John Hurt, and Kenny Jones. Although he was seemingly cutting back on the booze that night, he was still apparently partaking in cocaine consumption, um, but passed on the champagne. You said cocaine. So silly there. Cocaine. 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 Cocaine.
1: Cocaine. Cocaine
0: (laughs) Cocaine consumption. (laughs) But he passed on the champagne, according to his celeb friends, which was a step towards progress.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: They're all like... Oh yeah, he did he did cocaine,
1: but oh my god, he wasn't drinking though. He wasn't drinking, so he's totally good. Okay. I've met a few people who are like, I am sober, I don't drink. And then I'm like, oh, that's chill, cool, no prob. And then they're like but they ski. They're like Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, homie. We wait. talked about this earlier. Yeah. I don't like it. Do you
0: ski, listen? Do you ski? <laughs> no. I didn't know
1: that was like a. I don't think. That can't be something that pe- normal people like say out loud to each other. No,
0: I told you it's like a weird like 80s coin term. It,
1: no, it just like can't be. I know, That's but crazy. it's like a thing. People are
0: trying to make it a thing again.
1: Again, like, like I said when we were talking about this, if you're going to do a hard drug like cocaine, why are you like, you just say it with your chest, homie. Yeah, literally. Like you don't need to cover it up in a metaphor. You're doing cocaine. <laughs>
0: oh <my> God. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Okay. So he's doing that at this party, but he's not drinking. Not drinking. At midnight after the party, everyone went to the Odeon in Leicester Square for the late night premiere of the Buddy Holly story mm-hmm. movie um, that starred Gary Busey. They would leave, he and his girlfriend, would leave for the apartment before the end of the film. So they left yeah. early. After the film and at the apartment he fell asleep after taking several hemenephrine, heminephrine?
1: Heminephrine.
0: Heminephrine, i believe sedatives yeah that had been prescribed to aid alcohol withdrawal oh yeah okay annette remembered keith quote taking his usual glass of water and bucket of pills before fall like falling asleep at 4 a.m Keith had been exceeding his prescribed dose of heminephrine the same way he abused every other drug. Yeah. But Annette hadn't realized quite how many pills he was taking. So this mm. just wasn't one night. This was a lot. In Annette's account, Moon woke up at like 730 AM and told her he wanted food. He was in a bad mood and they argued, but Annette cooked him lamb. Wow. She cooked him some lamb. Okay. Um, sure. And after clearing his plate, He took more heminephrine and fell asleep again. Annette, who had been sleeping on the living room couch because of his snoring, she couldn't sleep in the same bed with him, discovered him in the afternoon at 3.40 p.m., face down on the bed, and he was found to be dead on arrival at the Middlesex Hospital in Westminster. So she called immediately, but he was dead. Wow. He was also 32 and had just died three weeks after the release of the Who's Who Are You album. Wow. Yes. Which is spooky because that's the CSI theme song. Right. And kind of creepy considering those details.
1: Yeah. I know I've talked about this before. I was like, who are you? Yeah.
0: yeah. CSI theme song. And (sighs) this is like the... Okay. So... I also
1: think the age is...
0: And same age. And oh, no, that, I'll get yeah. into it. Okay, okay. Okay, so leading up to this night and after the album was released, so the three weeks between the album release and this night, Keith's drinking and drug-taking had impacted his performance and his appearance, like, greatly. Mm. Moon's playing was erratic and unreliable, and he was made to pose Christine Keeler style for the cover photograph as to conceal... Like a pouch, it said, or a paunch. So like his stomach. But yeah, no, he was like the chair like you know when people like sit a beer over belly, the,
1: like conceal a yeah, beer belly, basically. Yeah, basically.
0: Because like, you know, when you sit on a chair backwards, the whole part of the chair is covering you.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. I didn't understand like the yeah pose So he had been name. just like
0: drinking so much and doing so many drugs, and they're like, This is an album cover we're making you face backwards. Damn. Yeah. So that obviously, like, took a toll on him. Mm-hmm. And Keith's condition meant the Who were in no state to tour, um, which left him anxious and depressed. Amen. It was because of him that they could not tour. Or at least that's what he was told. Right. So that waste, obviously. Yeah. So Moon had been taking heminephrine for some time, which was a powerful sedative prescribed to him by Harley Street physician Dr. Joffrey Drymond. Heminephrine quelled the craving for alcohol, but sometimes left users in a docile and forgetful state. But it worked. That's like the most effective thing. Yeah. And in the days leading up to his death, he cut back on the booze, which was why it was like very important. He was people were like, "Oh, he's at this like big party, but he's not drinking." Yeah. Like, why isn't he drinking? Mm-hmm. He was like trying to get better. So, Professor, <sighs> that was bad. You saw my tongue come out. I saw my tongue come out. Okay, professor. Oh my god, I'm sorry. We needed that. We needed a little break. Okay. So, Professor Keith Simpson, who was the same doctor that looked over Cass Elliot when she what? died, was the one who performed the post-mortem.
1: Oh, like the coroner?
0: Yeah, but I guess it was like a doctor. Oh, okay. Like at the time.
1: Okay. Of the
0: 32 heminephrine tablets found in his stomach, 26 were undissolved. What? Professor Simpson wrote down, quote, the quantity was enormous and constituted a vast overdose. A half-empty bottle of 100 heminephrine tablets was found at Moon's bedside at Curzon Place, and the coroner recorded an open verdict. So, like, killed himself with the overdose. Wow. Yes. Uh, Moon, previous to this would outline his daily diet to his doctor, saying, quote, I always get up about 6 in the morning, I have my bangers and eggs, and I drink a bottle of Dom Perignon and half a bottle of brandy. Then I take a couple of downers. Then it's about 10, and I'll have a nice nap until 5. I get up, I have a couple of Black Beauties, which were also known as, like, Black Birds, Black Bombers, which is, like, a combination of amphetamine, speed, or dextromethamphetamine meth meth so he had a lot of alcohol and drugs hard drugs every day
1: is that a speed
0: ball something like that he was like so I had that some brandy a little champagne and I go out on the town then we boogie we wrap it up about 4am so he told his doctor that once he was like that's like daily for me so that's like the type like that's how hard he was going. Yeah. And everyone... Like, like, that was normal. Yes. And that's what he was, like, known for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about many a time. Mm-hmm. The rock and roll and the rock mm-hmm. genres party scene.
0: Yeah. So this is, like, what his life has been all the way leading up until the album release where he's, like, I drink too much. I do too many drugs. Got to get together because we're not going on tour because of me. So I'm not going to drink. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to take this drug... That's going to help me in my withdrawals. Yeah. But he took so many and he died at 32. So in the end, it's interesting and tragic to note that Cass, who is a person who struggled with her weight nearly all her life and was criticized for it, died with a heart fatally weakened by too many diets and Keith moon who had an aggressive appetite for alcohol died from an overdose of heminephrine, which was supposed to help alleviate withdrawal symptoms. So like both these two people died trying to get better, which is very creepy and upsetting. Yeah. And they died four years apart, both at age 32 in the same room in the same bed. And obviously many would speculate this apartment would be haunted yeah because of these things and cursed as soon as it happened to Cass, they're like yo you can't let anyone else be there now like that's weird like that's it's just like creepy yeah and it happened in the room that was next to the noose bathroom yeah also very creep creepy (laughs) sorry um so yeah a lot of people were like this holds the energy of those two people very notorious yeah very like active people while they were like alive yeah just to me a tragic very ironic end which is just like that holds a lot you know
1: yeah i also am just like when people die they stick
0: around they stick around i feel like that those weren't two peaceful deaths like by any means yeah not at all not at all Although Harry has never openly believed or, like, agreed to believe in the rumors that the flat was cursed, he would never live in the London apartment again after Keith Moon passed away. Yeah. And he would sell it to Pete Townsend, his bandmate.
1: No. So another member of the who got the house. I would, no.
0: Yeah. And then he moved back to Los Angeles
1: permanently. I mean, yes. Yes. I don't know about you. I'm like a believer that like things happen in threes. Ooh. Like um so like oh god, she just gave me a terrifying face. Oh <laughs> my god. Okay. Um so Nilsson managed to
0: live until 52 years old, outliving his two friends by 30 years when he suffered a fatal heart attack in 1994 after living through a previous heart attack that he had in 1993. Okay. He was known for an outrageous drug and alcohol problem, which were both factors that were assumed to have contributed to his passing. Elton John once described seeing Nelson in a recording studio, quote, he opened his mouth to sing and blood poured out. <gasps> no. He had done so much coke that his throat had just hemorrhaged. And you know what? He didn't even notice. No. That yes. no. At Nelson's funeral, the mourners felt Aftershocks from the Northridge earthquake that was Ugh. rumbling in the background no no, no no, uh, no, no, and a joke went round that it was the result of Harry getting to heaven and discovering there were no bars. Stop that's not that's tacky, that's a tacky joke that's tacky. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes, and not long before his heart attack, Nelson found out that his entire five million fortune had been embezzled <gasps> leaving him and his family almost destitute no. And it was said that he never really recovered from the shock. I mean... And
1: the heart attack.
0: So, in threes, Alyssa...
1: I'm just saying. That's crazy. And it's all,
0: like... What's very creepy is that's, like... They're, like... Just, like, the spacing. Mm-hmm. And the somewhat evenness. And now, in 2001, the building at Curzon Place, containing Nelson's old apartment, so all the apartments were bought by a developer who completely changed the interior. And the three flats on Harry's floor were knocked down into two giant luxury flats. Okay. The road has also changed its name to Corazon Square. And these apartments are available to rent and are worth several million dollars each. But I mean, like that room and that space that his apartment once took up is still there. It's just been made into another apartment.
1: Is it like uh, at the landlord or real estate agent's discretion to like let someone know that someone has passed? Like in their, I don't space? know how London law works. I just mean, I guess in general, is that like is I, it like a law or is it like a? It's honestly it's like a, a s-
0: case by case. It's a state law. I know in Massachusetts, you don't have to disclose. Okay. I also think in some cases you don't have to disclose after a certain amount of time. Oh, like, that
1: that makes sense. I guess yeah. for they're like the witch trials so happened old. here, yeah.
0: hundreds of years ago. But it's okay. Now.
1: Like, see, I just don't believe. No, that's that. still
0: it's still there. That's 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 energy that's probably won't freaking go away.
1: Every haunting movie is like the the ghost is like a Victorian era like yeah, ghost. Yeah, there's no modern ghosts, guys. Shit never
0: rests. But yeah, so this is a haunted apartment Yeah, because of the glorious nightlife that happened there, that it became haunted. And I just said the music industry doesn't need horror stories like this to remain spooky. No. Because it's all a horror story. It really is. A.K.A. the birth of record crimes. It's all a horror story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's actually Clary's singing that. Do you guys know? (laughs) Yeah, you didn't get that from my hello. <laughs> but yeah, so that's wow. Nelson's
0: quote unquote haunted spooky apartment because two very famous people died there in the same place, in the same room, four years apart, exactly in the same age after a
1: peak in their career. Wait, was it like exactly career. four years apart? Exactly four years apart. I didn't catch that when you first said that. I'm so sorry. What like the Like barely. It was like, so she like- passed away in
0: July and he passed away in September. September okay that's it's a little still too close, close for comfort yeah. yeah wow He was like it's not haunted um but I'm gonna sell it and I'm never gonna live there again and I'm never gonna go back to London and I'm gonna be in LA permanently and you know what yeah bandmate you can have it sure have it take it yay
1: I need to know what he saw in there or what he heard or felt I I think more often than not, people can feel it. Oh, absolutely! You know?
0: Are you kidding me? Especially because he wasn't like there all the time, and he like gave it to people to stay in while he was gone. And then you're yeah. not there, and that shit goes down, and you're just yeah. like expected to return back to like your place.
1: And it's like, can in you imagine bed? if someone
0: died in your house when you weren't there, and in you're your just bed. like in your own bed? Both of them were found in your in bed, your, your master bed. bedroom, your bed, the bed that you sleep in when you come there.
1: The nightmares no. that you would probably have sleeping in that bed. And
0: both of these people were found so late. Yeah. That, like they had been dead hours and while, there were people.
1: Yeah. That's what's like, also creepy. There.
0: Yeah. People in like literally the next room. It wasn't room. not
1: normal for like, or like not like out of mm-hmm. reality that exactly. they'd be sleeping in or over exactly. or whatever. Yeah.
0: And it's like, yeah, they're like, these are two like musicians that go out and have a good time and yeah. sleep late. Yeah. And they're, you know, counterparts were just in the other room the whole time, just thinking they were sleeping, and they had been dead already. Mm, and they both thought. also also scary thing. Both like reasons that they died is like related to heart failure. Yeah, like you have actual heart failure. Yeah, actual heart failure for Cass. Yeah, overdose, which causes heart your heart, heart to yeah. slow down. Yes, heart failure. And then, yeah, heart attack, final heart attack. It's all, like, heart-related, which is so fucking spooky.
1: No, 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 no.
0: Nope. Yeah. No.
1: No. So
0: haunted. And I still, well, when we post pictures about it, too, Mm -hmm. the outside of this building was black. Mm -hmm. In this, like, part of London that's, like, yeah. It's very crazy. So many spooky spooky. things. All right, let's add that.
1: Let's add that to the list of haunted places that we should like go visit.
0: Yeah, we got to pull like a ghost hunter's, yeah, where we come and we start shouting and accosting ghosts.
1: Why don't you want me here? Can I scratch me? Can I tell you something so embarrassing that I definitely probably won't cut out because it's silly? Yes, when I was. Probably, like, a early teen. Okay. I started getting really into, like, Ghost Hunters and, like... As all you the, do all on the, the Travel all Channel. The, all the paranormal What else is there to shows. watch on, like, a Sunday afternoon? Exactly. Dr. G and Ghost Hunters. All that was, like, my shit. Amazing. Then me and my mom would watch Ghost Whisperer.
0: <gasps>
1: Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, my God. Worst acting. It was amazing. Um, But I used to, like, look up a bunch of, like videos mm-hmm. online this was like not even when youtube like had all the videos no. like i was just finding them on i had too much access to the internet i think but like i was watching like found ghost video like video of real ghost actual footage or whatever Scary. like constantly so i was then convinced that if i tried hard enough i would be able to like record a ghost talking to me like if i like really like tried Stop. to like hone in like ghost Stop. hunter style and i got all these like weird apps like on my ipod my ipod yeah. touch and i was like i'm totally gonna be able to talk to a ghost here so i'd literally just like sit in my yard and um try to talk to a ghost. <laughs> Freaking amazing! Good. Or I would have. I had this the iPod Nano that had like the camera, camera on the back. Of course. And I, you know how it had like different filters. So one of them was like the night one, and one of them was like the weird like X-ray kind of looking one, or like the heat the heat one, thermal the thermal. One? Yes, yeah, yeah. And I was literally like, Shut up. the amount of videos I took on that iPod trying to find a ghost, embarrassing. Like, Just picturing, like, like the photo booth thermal filter. No, it literally filter. was I that. Know. It was that. Hey, you know,
0: it's backyard ghost hunting. I don't care. I
1: was ghost hunting. I wish I had.
0: I got but so that. But I've had hauntings. That's, yeah, you have. You and your sister both have, like, told me all the shit that, like, happened up We've the had lake. multiple
1: hauntings. No, like, even, like, the first house that we lived in. Yeah, I remember you telling me
0: about that. Haunted.
1: And then my grandma's house that my mom grew up in. Yes. Super haunted. Yes. Still haunted. People don't like to sleep there by themselves. Like, mm-hmm. to this day, like, grown adults, like my aunts and uncles, yes. don't like sleeping there because everyone has had, like, a weird, spooky experience there. And it's, like, creaky and, like... There's a lot of rooms and there's like this like weird, creepy attic and like people who don't believe in ghosts are probably like, you guys are fucking stupid. But like, I'm I'm sorry. And my dad's side of the family, like my granny, his mother, Mm -hmm. she passed away when I was really, really young. But like she was really, really like in touch with like psychic energy. Yes. And so she embodied the lifestyle of like, you know, there are spirits. There's an afterlife. There's like they're always around you kind of thing. And everyone on that side of the family has had, like, an experience that's very, very clearly, like, that has, that there's no other explanation, but that's, like, my granny.
0: That's granny trying it's to communicate crazy. with us. Yeah, I
1: believe it. So, yeah, lots of, um, I fully believe, like. <sighs> Energy sticks around. Yeah, it really does. Especially it does. Especially when it's, like, that tragic. tragic, tragic, you know, like. Sudden. Sudden.
0: Unexpected. All these, like ends that aren't supposed to be ends, but are just cut yeah. short.
1: It's really crazy. It's crazy,
0: but also the coincidences is just
1: kind of like... That's Ooh. also scary. Again, I do think that, like, I think people, like, generally think that, like, when, like, a big celebrity dies mm-hmm. and then there's, like, another one, like, a few months later, mm-hmm. and then there's, like, everyone's like, oh, it's gonna be the third one. I just, like, I
0: wish I... Maybe on, like, a deeper dive I can do it. I'm gonna... Because that house is that or just say the building had been around like since eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to like wonder if there's like a history of the building and things yeah. that like gone down to the building because it survived World War Two. I want to know the Therefore, noose thing. Like what was that for? Yeah, like why did like, Ringo star and that person?
1: Why was the, that the oak thought? tree too? Yeah,
0: those are two very spooky omens. Oak tree and noose.
1: What? Yeah, and, like together, together on two mirrors on a. On mirrors, on I don't know why surfaces. on like the mirrors it's just like, makes creepy. it worse. Yeah,
0: it's because you're afraid of like seeing something look back at you that's like not there, like behind you. Yeah, mirrors it's just are like spooky. If you
1: told me that was like in like a movie, like I'd be like, "That's corny," yeah. but like that's real life. You know, no, that was like, real. That was real. So like it makes it it's like, spooky. Okay, artistic choice. Why? Why that? Yeah, the noose is an odd choice that like doesn't didn't seem to get explained. Maybe I could see
0: if I could try to find a picture of the mirror. I haven't even seen it. But I imagine I'm like there'd have something to be in pictures, my head. like kind, like I'm picturing it too. Like, as... I feel like it
1: can't be correct though. I don't know. I don't know. But we're gonna we're gonna spooky. do a deep dive on the internet. Clarice mm-hmm. isn't as good at digging up weird pictures as I am, so don't yeah, you worry. No. I'll find one.
0: My computer's not plagued by the dark web viruses
1: quite yet. Don't say that. <laughs> don't wish that on me. I don't go on the dark web. No, you don't. Never. We don't know
0: how to get on the dark web. Um, for all you. Government
1: personnel listening. I don't know what the dark web is. I honestly thought it was like a website for a very long time. www.darkweb I thought it was like dark dot web. Com. dot dark web. The like the
0: wwdw Yeah, I was
1: worldwide like worldwide
0: dark web.com yeah, like I
1: literally thought it was like a. Pa- I thought it was like a page. <laughs> Wait, like I thought the dark no web. Sense. I liked it.
0: www.com
1: That's real, and I'm gonna look that up later. Um. I actually, know, I genuinely thought the dark web was like a page like Craigslist or eBay or something. Okay. Um, that's kind of fun. Maybe we should make that. So when someone told me it was like a whole separate part of the internet, I was like, what do you mean? And then I got real scared. It's the underside. It's like they flip a coin over and you're like, oh my God, there's another side. <laughs> I'm actually really scared of the dark web. Actually. Like, I like can't no, think about it for really? too long. I okay. can't. Okay. We'll not think about it anymore. Okay, anyway, that, well,
0: was that was really good. Story.
1: That was really good. I'm feeling spooked. That's um, properly spooky. Properly spooked. I think I might go back into my like watching weird found ghost videos in my in my
0: I've I've free been time. watching a lot of like haunting
1: movies. I watched movies about I, you came in I when I came in you were watching Haunting of Hill House for the third time. I like the Bly I, Manor one I think more. Ooh, that one's the next one. Have you watched it? Yeah. Okay, good. I've so, seen
0: yeah. both of them like 3 or 4 times.
1: I need to rewatch Bly Manor because I think after watching it through once, the context of, like, literally every single detail is mm-hmm. so different. Yes. And I can't. I feel like that's such a good rewatch. It's um, such a good. Isn't it the same actors? It's. There's a lot of the same Some actors. More, it's yeah. like the anthology, whatever. Right. I remember. Yeah. So I, I also need just to... love What's Her Face, Victoria Peretti, Peretti. Yes. I would die for her. God. She's I'm so very excited. I love her. Yeah, so there anyway. you go. Halloween. <laughs> Spooky. 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 Everyone gets scared, everyone gets spooked. Bitch. <laughs> Again,
0: I'm just going to pitch it. Brothel. Okay. Brothel.
1: brothel. Uh, nice. Is it problematic though? Um I feel like is if it's like like is the term brothel problematic or is it like actually still like a used term that's know. like normal? I don't know because I'm trying to like think of an. Let's equivalent. look into it. Let's look into it. Well, because I'm just thinking of the word like prostitute, right? And like, that's not really like you're not really supposed to use. No, that I these wouldn't days. use that word. But, um, like, might brothel like... kind of seems like on the same. Yeah, level to me, but okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
0: I don't. Yeah, know. I don't want to offend anyone. I just want to make some good soup.
1: We just want to make good soup. What if mm. if brothel doesn't soup. go through? We can just go. Su- we can just soup- go with super.
0: No yeah. one take that either. Like
1: like super. So yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna have a spooky one. Yeah, for you all next week. I'm excited. Mine's weird. You yeah. I'm you I, I didn't even know how to explain it to you. Like I didn't even. I barely explained it to you, and like even just like the core like character, I the one character is like
0: odd. I literally. What an little, odd man! Not even a spoiler, a little teaser. I was like Phantom of the Opera.
1: No, <laughs>
0: and you said no. That's what you said. But that's like the only thing that, like, in my brain, I can uh, like equate it to. Yeah, you went full
1: Phantom of the Opera. I was like
0: Phantom. Oh my god, we're gonna have to have a chandelier in here that like moves. Girl, I love please. Phantom of the Opera. Anyway, okay, I, uh, that was my weird thing as a child. You did like Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, you did. You did um ghost, ghost hunters, ghost hunting, and I just like listened to the Phantom of the Opera video not like not video the tape cassettes so intense so
1: good anyway anyway weird kids you know which is why we have a podcast which is why we have a podcast which is why we're both like late diagnosed uh neurodivergent off we go like it's like all the signs were there babes like we were not doing anything normal (laughs) (laughs) not one story about our childhood that we've told has been like a normal
0: Hey, it builds character. Uh, guys are doing all right. We're just spending so much money uh, later to fix it. But like, it's okay. Hello?
1: <laughs> it's fine.
0: We're figuring it out.
1: Anyway. That's why I have green Snickers. So true. That's why I have Jersey Shore and Stardew <sighs> Valley. Amen. And vegan chicken nuggets. Hey, Alyssa. How are you? Yeah?
0: Yep. Exactly. Yeah? Yep. All right. So we'll see y'all next week.
1: Try that one again. Mm.
0: she already left did you hear her motorcycle that
1: was me that was me leaving I'm on the way home right now
0: all right all right come back for spooky stories Mm -hmm. spooky stories list tells in the dark
1: oh my god that was rude (laughs) okay bye
0: (laughs) that was rude yeah yes Good. Good.
1: Water? Water? Now. If you like what you hear, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Rate and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Tell us what you think
0: on our Twitter or Instagram, at Record Crimes Pod. Have a suggestion or something you want to hear on the podcast? Send us an email at recordcrimespod at gmail.com.